As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Tuesday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there. Join the militia. Thanks for tuning in and hanging out with us. We appreciate all of you. I hope everybody had a fantastic Fourth of July weekend it was a long weekend for me, Joe. Yeah. I assume it was a long weekend for you. Yes, sir. L- long weekend includes an extra day. For those of you who don't get those, mm. um, sorry, but it was great for me, Joe. You had a good time. Joe had a party. Had a great time. Had a great time. Had a party. Good time. Good. Not as good a time as when you came down, but you know. Yes, that was fun, Joe. Oh, this is already two weeks ago. Well, going on two weeks. Look, I, I don't remember the last time uh, I was up past two in the morning, but it was probably with you. <laughs> Three in the morning is the most recent record in probably, I mean, it's got to be close to, it's got to be 10 years at least. So, uh, thanks. Um, <laughs> no, you need, you, need, you need one of those every once in a while. Every time I turned around, Joe had a warm beer. Hey, man, here, it's been sitting on the picnic table in front of the campfire for a half an hour. You want it? Sure. So <laughs> I just drank them till they were gone, so he'd stop handing them to me. So that's what we did. We drank beer until there wasn't any. And, I mean, it was fun. It was fun. You reach a certain point with me where it's the beer's just not, it's not doing anything anymore. And I'm yeah. just... And I'm just I'm just tired, Joe. Okay? <laughs> All right? So, and by the way, by the way, this motherfucker cooked a hot dog for uh, uh, 25 minutes? I don't know. I don't know how you cook a hot dog for 25 minutes. Um, the slow-cooked hot dog. Uh, <laughs> it is a... It is a national treasure. And, uh, uh. and that was just lunch. Um. So, anyways, Lord. Uh, yeah, Lord. Look. Tell me about it. Everybody, all the kids are starving. Joe's slow cooking hot dogs out there. <laughs> what the hell is that? All it about? was a hot dog. And somebody <laughs> likes them very well done, but not burnt. Okay, so that's how I do it. That's it. I, 
I got, got. I got nothing. It's okay. Okay. I mean, okay. All right. I I could keep going. I'm I'm gonna stop there. But I mean, boil it. I don't know. What? <laughs> I don't know. All right. Bayheim's army is gonna be in Syracuse the 22nd through the 25th, all the way until the until we reach the quarterfinals, which is you know eight teams, and. Um, so three teams are three games in, in, in four days, and we're going to give you a, a preview of the Bayheim's army team, uh, the team that they're facing rather, not the Bayheim's army team. We kind of already did that, but the team that they are facing, um, and that is India rising. And as soon as we learn all the names, which is probably going to take two weeks, then <laughs> we'll be back to give you a preview. <laughs> Yeah, not today. <laughs> not today. Not prepared for it. Look, uh, we're just winging it, and you know, I've got no, I've got no reads. I guess we're just that undesirable now, Joe. Which is fine. I'm fine with that. I'm cool because with it. Yeah. everybody knows how painful that can be sometimes too. Almost, almost as painful as um, slow cooking a hot dog for <laughs> half an hour, but not quite. Look, so. look, 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 look. We're gonna give you guys a preview, and it's gonna be obviously a. With that's the game that we're playing, the team we're playing against, India Rising, but also a little bit of a preview of, you know, the region because if we win on Friday, then we play on Saturday. If we win on Saturday, we play on Monday. So I mean, I don't know if you want to have a quick surprise if they get the first two games on a Sunday to go into that uh that last round for the region, but um there's a possibility that we might not be able to do anything in between the first three games. So we're going to do the preview, hopeful that we are going to get to the quarter or, you know, our region and get to the quarterfinal. Yeah. So the full bracket's out, and you can go check it out at uh, thetournament.com. And there's two, different, there's two different ways to look at it, and you'll be able to navigate that. Um, one, one is like set up by ESPN, and you can click on all the teams and see what all they're about and see their players. And the other one is just a a you know a, a just a almost like a printable version. Okay, I guess would be what it is, and it's in the overview. The other one's in the tournament. Take a look at the bracket, and then Noons has, I believe, a bracket challenge. And so the TBT does, and the TBT but, does too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Did they just link to that? Is what there is that what that is? Yeah. So oh, okay, all right, all right. You can get private like little links and stuff like that. So. Um, if you go to the TBT, the TBT 2022 bracket challenge, then you can fill out the bracket. And I think they pay out the top thousand best brackets. First place is four thousand um, dollars and it's free to uh, to yeah. enter. So mm-hmm. why not? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, I think from there, there's different other places that can link up and have their own private stuff and do their own stuff. Um, so if you. Google uh, Noons Magician TBT turn or bracket challenge, then um, it'll bring you to a, a, an article where they have a pin for their specific um, Noons Magician bracket challenge. And I don't know exactly what their prizes are, but that's another thing that I, you can enter for free. And I'm sure there's some type of prize involved. So I know they're trying to get as many entries as possible. Yeah. So look into that, I think. I'll do one for fun for the hell of it. 
And look, it's something to do. You're in the middle of the summer. If you're not a baseball yeah. guy then or a NASCAR guy, then you don't really have any sports, you know. And I mean, I'm MMA, but it's only on Saturdays. So um, this is something in the middle of the summer that just kind of gets the dullness of sports kind of out of there for a little while. And why not fill out a bracket and, and gives you a reason to watch all the games? It does. And it's fun, but it is difficult because it's not like, you know, who these teams are, right? So NG Saints, by the way, that's the one that's uh, Rick Jackson and Scoop Jardine yeah. are playing for again. New Migoretti. Right? Mr. Heist. Yep, yeah. New right, right, That's right. That's what the NG it's stands all, it's for. It's in Philly. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline right or whatever yep in philly that was their high school that they went to um so obviously yeah they're playing for them that's that's cool that's cool yeah. I, I forgive them for that i don't hold it against them Mm-mm. of course i would love i would love to see them but it is what no it is. they're a seven seed and, and so they have to win two games to get there so also right they're in our bracket which is cool so they'll be in yeah they're teams. in our region they'll yeah. be in Syracuse, oh, yeah, I'm so sorry, yeah i'm region. sure they'll get some fans you know that'll be cool yeah, Friday beers. That must be is a, a game I watch. Friday beers is a cool name. It's former, formerly armored athlete. We remember they were good for a little while. Think, yeah, they think they took us out one year. Did they not? Thought they did. Maybe uh, not. Yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah, go through, take a look. That's the only thing that's kind of that sucks about it. To be honest, is that you kind of got to look at the teams too. Almost, you almost have to do a little bit more homework, or you could just wing it, pick them by color. That's what my wife does. So. Uh, what else on the Bayheim's Army front? So I'm, I'm, we'll be back. We probably won't be here next week, but the following week we'll be back right before the game to talk some Bayheim's Army India Rising, and uh, we'll do a little projection. I think it's going to be the best way to do it is do a little projection. Um, and throughout the and, region, and, right? Yeah, yeah, kind of just, just you know, give you a brief overview of of what the possibilities are. Yeah. And, um, you know, not full previews, but possibilities, right? We'll guess because we talk bigger than our motivation sometimes. And I highly doubt while this is going on and being it's the weekend and I don't even know if, if my wife's off or if you have the kids, Joe, or whatever. So we don't know what the hell we're going to be doing. So I'm not making any promises, right? True. Okay. Uh, ACC Big Ten Challenge. That was something that wasn't solidified the last show. And Syracuse is going to be facing uh, Illinois in that. And I believe they're going to be traveling there, if I am correct, if I remember right, when I read about it. And so... It's a big game. It is a big game. And it's a possible quad one game, right? They finished, what, 23 and 10 last year or something like that? Yeah. And so um, you're looking at getting a good jump on the season if they can win that game that would be uh awesome and we didn't have any quad one wins last year if i remember correctly 
And so it'd be a good shot at one early. And Syracuse has only played Illinois three times in, in the whole history. And we're, we're one and two um, against them all time. Yeah. So and the last time we played was in 1995. So you wow. know, I was still in freaking high school. Um, yeah, no, I mean it's a big it's a big was, name though. I mean I know Big Ten has a lot of good teams, but um, it's it's a good sign as long as we're still in the Big Ten uh, ACC challenge, like pulling like legitimate. Yeah, because we talked about this, I, right? Like, I look at it like you know they still look highly of us. The brand's still there. You know we're not falling back and playing the Minnesotas and some of the other teams in the world. So right, I was hoping for like a Michigan State. There was another one I mentioned that I forget, but. You know, something middle of the road, you know, just based off of last year's stuff. And so, hey, you know, you're kind of getting a, a, a somewhat of a an upper echelon team out of there. And yeah. Ohio State last year, Illinois yeah. this year. Yeah. Yeah. So that will be that will be fun. There was something else, too, to do with the schedule. And, you know, I should know because I just mentioned it. But they just add, they added Monmouth, I think, is what it was. Yeah. To the schedule. Yep. So anyways. Uh, not a, not huge news, but I did see it while I was perusing. So the uh, okay, switching gears. Okay, that's it, it's been a while since we've talked some football. So we got four recruits. We're gonna let Joe kind of you know take the reins on most of that and um, get get the thoughts on the recruiting end of things. And I know some people get really excited about the cr- recruiting end of things, and some people, you know, it's just whatever. It's cool to hear. It's cool to read. But, you know, you hear these names and a lot of times. So, like, if, if Nunes is doing their meet your orange men, you know, number whatever and whoever's name. Right. I mean, there's a couple of these. I'm like, oh, man, the name sounds familiar, but it's just not. Yeah. You know, ringing well, a bell. Do, right. They do so everybody. Even they the do. Walk on. They do. Like- and they do a good job, too. And they keep yes. they keep it rolling. So if you're looking for content in, in that type of content i mean either orange fizz probably better than orange fizz they're probably doing a better job i haven't been to orange fizz because the recruiting's been a little slow and it's been mainstream but um between those two you can find it all in my opinion and okay so the 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 biggest news in my opinion aside from the recruits and getting ready for this summer tournament has been the new format for the 2023 schedule and you know, instead of we're having going to be one conference and how, what they're going to do is they've selected. Now, this is kind of weird how they did this, in my opinion, selecting a rival for each or selecting three rivals for each team. Right. Or what, how, whatever, however you want to call yes. it, rival or whatever. Right. Um, permanent so, rival. Permanent rival. Right. So ours is Boston College. But but this isn't the same for these teams. So it's not like we're in a pack of four who we all play each other all the time. It's different for each team, which I thought was, I mean, it's fine, but I don't know. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's, it's weird because you could break, you have breakaway rivals and you could be left in the dust, right? So anyways, it doesn't matter because, you know, Boston College, Pitt and Florida State are ours, okay? Now, when you let's just take these three and then we'll explain the rest. Well, what they're each going to do, we're going to play them uh, twice a year. Um, and then the rest of the, um, and then we're going to face 10 other ACC schools twice during a four year cycle at home and at, on the road, right? So the schedules are already built out to 2026, okay? So uh, for us, when you look at Boston College and Pitt, it makes perfect sense. Okay, I like those. 
And when Joe called me about the news, I didn't even, I didn't know who they were. And those were my first two guesses. Weren't they, Joe? And I think, and, yes. then, and then I think I was like, I mean, I don't know. I kind of like the Syracuse Miami thing. Right. But I feel like that could be a good one. I like, I like Virginia Tech over Florida State. And selfishly, from my point of view, living in Virginia, I like Virginia Tech or Virginia, right? Virginia, the Cavs, not, not like a huge, it's just not as exciting Syracuse versus Virginia football. Uh, but Syracuse, Virginia Tech is exciting to me because that's another opportunity to take down, you know, which in the recent past has been kind of a big dog, right? And I like that. But I would take Miami or, or Virginia Tech and take out Florida State in a heartbeat. But I do like the Florida State thing, Joe, because again, you know, when you talk about recruiting and, and, and playing against some big dogs, that's a good one, right? So what do you, what do you think about yeah. the three teams? Do you, do you like it the way it is? Would you, would you change anything? Did you, did, were you a little bit surprised by Florida State? Because I was a little bit surprised. I mean, I almost ran out of guesses when you and I were talking about it. Yeah, I mean, I was a little surprised because, again, Florida State wasn't a Big East team. Um, for some reason, I thought for a little while that they might have been in the Big East, but that was just – I'm glad that they kept a, a Florida team. Uh, I think Miami has too many rivals, naturally, and it would have been nice to get like three older Big East teams, like you said, like a Virginia Tech or something like that, but – uh, I think that uh, Boston College and Pittsburgh were pretty much. Uh, I mean, I think we all could have guessed that. Um, and it made sense. In re- Florida State doesn't, it, which is why. Well, kind of, sort of, but I think that because of recruiting, I think that Florida State does. Because again, it just comes down to a situation now where we recruit Florida a lot, and we have a lot of players from Florida, and um, to be able to say that, hey, we're gonna have a game every two years down in Florida, just like what it was when we were in that conference or in that division with Florida state, we could go and we could recruit and say, Hey, you're going to play at home every other year. So at least now that we keep them as a rival permanently, then we can still make that same promise and keep it. So the 2020, okay. The 2023 home games are Boston college, Clemson Pitt, which well, let me go through this. I, I get sidetracked really easy, guys. And, and, and I apologize. This is my ADD kicking in. Now, are we sure that this is the actual schedule? Or is this was like posted a- by, I saw this from ACC Football's verified Twitter account. So, but, it's, do, but is it that they made the schedule or is it just like a sample? What it looked like. like could, I, mean, um, I mean, I'd have to go back and look. Now you're making me double guess myself. Well, but, no, you don't have but to. I don't I mean, know why they would ahead. do this if it wasn't. Because it can be made. Like, the schedule can be made. You just don't have your non-conference stuff. Dates. Your dates, do, and dates, dates, dates with, non-conference games. What week they're playing. Right, 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 right. You can get to home and away, though, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, next year, it's looking like, as of now, according to ACC football, Twitter. Home games, Boston College, Clemson, Pitt. Of course, we play Clemson again, but that's fine. Boston College, Clemson, Pitt, Wake Forest, Colgate, Western Michigan, and Army as of now. Okay, away games are Florida State, Georgia Georgia Tech, North Carolina, Virginia Tech, and Purdue. Now, Virginia Tech, I'm going to be there. 
that's going to be great. Joe, 2023, playing Virginia. You know, here we are thinking we're going to have to wait four years to see another matchup, whether it be home or away, right? But um, this switches things up, and, and that's what I like about it the most, is you get to play teams qu- sooner than you normally would, right? Uh, yeah. Now, the one th- – I, I like playing Clemson. I like playing Clemson every year. I just like the, the what-if factor about the Clemson thing. And, you know, the the win is wearing off a little bit, but I do still think it's it's fun. When was the win? It was like four years ago going on, right? But yeah. but 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 it's still fun, okay? And it gives you that little bit of opportunity, right? Which you don't necessarily yeah. need in college football, right? So also yeah. like to to your point, right? Yeah, I know, I get it. To your point though, like it's it stops us from winning a, a conference uh, yeah. title pretty easily. Because even right? when, because okay, so the year that we went to the the bowl game in Dungey and we had a great season, right? I mean, if we beat Clemson, then we go to the to the conference championship, and you know it was close, but we didn't. And the year we did beat Clemson, it didn't matter because we lost other games. So um, honestly, we got we were stuck. We were in a position where we were in a division where we had to beat the Florida States and NC States and Clemson's of the world to even get a chance into the championship. So now making it one conference, no divisions, it gives us a chance, especially in some of those years where, you know, we don't have to play Clemson and maybe some of our permanent rivals are down. Who knows? You sneak into second place, you can get into a championship game. So um, we just got put into a position where we don't have to play Clemson every year and every other year we're going to have a situation where we're not going to have to worry about beating Clemson to try to get to a conference championship. Um, so to me, that's a win. Yeah, I agree. Because you, you don't necessarily need it, right? <clears throat> you know, It's not like you're getting quad you know, wins or losses. Yeah, and to, strength you of schedule and all that. No, yeah, you it's just going to be the best, two best records go to the conference championship. Right. That's what it's going to be. So the, the the here's the there is an ACC football Twitter thread from June 28th where it explains that they will adopt the three five five football scheduling model and all fourteen schools will compete in one division. Uh, teams will play three primary opponents annually plus face the other ten teams twice during a four year cycle, once at home and once on the road. And it does look like these are yeah 2023 conference opponents and it's got it's yeah. got the breakdown. So you can go to so Twitter. what were the so what are the other five then? I feel like I didn't hear five other teams for 2023. Yeah, just roll through it real quick. Well, it just doesn't. It, all the non-conference stuff might not be there, right? That's what. Well, I'm you said at. you had non-conference there too, so there was some, but I don't know if it's full if it's filled yet. So I had I had for t- what they have. This is what they I'm have. wondering. I'm wondering what the five teams that aren't permanent rivals are on that schedule right there that you're looking at. Clemson's one. Okay, so it was it would be Clemson, Wake Forest, um, Georgia Tech, North Carolina, and Virginia Tech. Mm. Boston College is one. That's in Pitt is one, and Florida State is one. So Georgia Tech, yeah. North Carolina, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, and Clemson in year one, which is twenty twenty three. It is tough. It's really tough. <clears throat> The worst part about it, is <laughs> did, did you think they're gonna? They're never gonna make it easy on Syracuse. You want to hear twenty twenty four? 
Well, I mean, it, that's what I was going to say is that that means that Miami and NC State are in the next batch. Yes. Miami, NC State, Louisville, uh, Duke. Oh, I'm missing one. And Georgia Tech. No. So that's your other that's your other five there. A little easier. A little a little bit. But they did pound us in twenty twenty three. It's pretty packed. Mm. So and you're looking at you know, right. you're looking at Army too. Mm-hmm. In Purdue. Can't, you know. can't wait to play at Purdue. Yeah, it's gonna be great. How about that? Um, okay. So uh, anything you don't like about it, Joe. Because I don't have anything to complain about. For once, I don't really have much to complain about. I've always wow. wanted to play Virginia Tech more. Always. Yeah. Ever since joining the ACC, I've wanted to play them more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just, I just feel like we don't get to see, you know, obviously it's not that it feels like it is. We don't get to see the other side of the aisle much at all. So. No, yeah. No, I'm the, happy. The good happy news is it. we don't have to see like a Notre Dame until 2025. Yeah, we're still going to have to play them every three years, too. Yeah, yeah, and we play Virginia Tech again in 2025 at home. At some some point, they're going to have to share get off the pod. Who's that? Nordane? Yeah. Oh, dude, there's too much money involved there. That's never going to happen. Especially with all these teams. Texas and Oklahoma is going to SEC. Right. The USC and UCLA are going to the Big Ten. Like, there's super conferences forming all over the place. Well, there's two of them. And that was the plan, right? Well, but okay, but okay, look at football and basketball. Yeah. You take away USC and UCLA from Pac to Pac 12. What is the Pac 12? I have no idea. Couldn't tell you. Go Oregon. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But I mean, when you look at it from a football perspective, it's totally different. It flips it on its head, you know, a little bit, a lot of it, actually. Mm, A lot of it. uh, But that is like you said or like we've said on this show and you said earlier it's a it's nothing's going to stop power and money from destroying NCAA football and basketball and this goes you know I back the NIL thing you back the NIL thing this thing's a monster now it's mm-hmm. a, it's a total yeah. monster it's totally out of control you know you've got collectives all over the place yeah you've got yes you you're building up you know these front companies or boosters or whatever the hell you want to call them and they're uh, it's a money grab and they're just you know waving money in front no, of these it's a recruit grab it's a recruit grab but it's a money it's it is you're right it is a, recruit a money grab, grab for the recruits a, yes exactly but it's just the way that it's being played it is how it's always been played except for that it is just out in the open now and it's okay it's like fine right so it's basically yeah. they just don't have to hide behind the curtain anymore. It's how it feels to me. And well, that's what it was back in the day when you didn't have the the technology and the phone and so many things that just are so easily to be tracked. I mean, there was booster money all over the place, and the South was full of booster money. I mean, you go back and you look at the Pony Express, the 30 for 30 about SMU. I mean, that was purely over – the boosters made SMU a national championship contender – over two years and all the other southern schools didn't like it and who got slammed smu because it was all politics at that point um and yeah i mean that's just what it always was and as we've gotten through the age of technology and people being able to get caught and people being able to track stuff 
um, it's been harder and harder for these schools to use this money from, you know, um, the, uh, what am I trying to say? The boosters, uh, that now it's like, almost like they've purposely (laughs) kind of put a rule in there to say, Hey, we can do this. And there's just loopholes all over the place. So real, real messy. And, um, I know John Wildhack really doesn't want anything to do with it. So that's too um, bad because he's going to get freight trained. Uh, and, and, and that's that he wants to play clean and that's fine and I respect it, but there's part but of me, like part of me that doesn't, this, that's I feel like we're the SMU in this story though. Like we can say like, Oh yeah, well we, we need to do what, but like, I feel like we're that team that if we do play dirty, we're going to be the one that gets thrown under the bus. And now we're the one that's going to be, having sanctions again from the NCAA because I just feel like that. I just, just don't understand us. how it, if you do it the way everybody else is doing it, how that is even a possibility. Well, that's what happened in SMU. They were doing it the same way everyone else was doing it, but because everyone else didn't like it and they won, they all conspired against them to get them out. And it was all politics. And like I just feel like, Jim- I mean. Jimbo Fisher, um, what's his name? New rivalry there. Over at yeah. Alabama. Nick Saban, yeah. Nick Saban, I'm just yeah. saying that, like, I look at it, I mean, obviously there's a moral thing there, but obviously there's a competitive thing there, and if there's loopholes, well, why if not? If there's a loophole and everybody else is doing it, why not? So what? You, you, I, you, you, I get it. Okay, well, I'm just saying, and, and he's going to be play the, play the good guy card, and he's going to get freight trained, but that's, you know, it's not impossible to still do good, but... You're just going to be on a. You're just not going to be on even close. Not that we were on the, close to the same level before. It's just the gap is going to, the gap is, is going to expand <laughs> between what we were and where we where everybody else was to where we are and where everybody else is going. It's it's just going to be a huge gap. And you know, I don't think that there's teams in the ACC that aren't going to take advantage of that. And when you look at Syracuse. We feel like we're on the way up, but I mean, how long is that going to last with all of this, you know, money being waved around? And you say, you know, some kids, yeah, some kids are going to go ahead and they're like, no, I want to play for Syracuse. I want to play for Syracuse. That you don't need to dangle money in front of my face to send, to to uh, make me pick Clemson or, or some other school, right? Um, but right. but the overwhelming majority of students in, in their families are going to follow the money. And if Syracuse ain't dangling the bills, well then guess what? You're gonna rely. You're gonna be the 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 best damn three star, two star, unrated recruiting team you could be. And that's just how I see it. That's what we've been. Exactly. Like <laughs> so, the insurance so, company. So, yeah. I got a dollar. I almost I had dollar. it. You got to be quicker than that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, in Wild Hack, uh, you might as well bring it up. Tyler texted me about it, you know, is he was asked by Stephen Bailey, correct? If I believe I don't want to don't. OK. All right. A hundred percent me on that. Okay. But right. I just feel like Stephen Bailey is he's the one that asks all the tough questions. So he, he asked the questions that no one else has the balls to ask because they all know that if you just wait long enough, Stephen will ask it. And then he's the, <sighs> and then Stephen could be the bad guy. Oh, that's I can't great, believe he! I can't believe he asked that. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's a great theory because that's the thing, right? Is that everybody wants to know the answer and everyone yes. talks about it and everyone's twittering all over the place about 
tweet, 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 what's going on, this, this, that, Dino Babers hot seat, this, like, but nobody wants to be that guy that's like, why'd you ask that? Why would you even bring that up? If you're going to cause turmoil in the program for asking that question, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, why and, be controversial? Why? Why? Why ask the questions that everybody else wants to ask but doesn't have the balls because they know you're going to anyway? Why would you do that? So, and we've made Stephen Bailey jokes. Not a, uh, we've made, we have. We made Stephen Bailey jokes along the lines of, just to be fair, along the lines of asking questions that we know, which most of them are. You're never going to get a straight answer, right? Right. And we've made jokes about, like, come like, on, Like, why bro. would you like, ask you that know, question? Yeah. But, but again, yeah. I think that's exactly what we're talking about, right? It's right. like, why would you ask that? But then... It always like, creates well, conversation. That's why somebody... Ha- it does. Someone Absolutely. writes an article about it. Even though we exactly, and even though we know the answer before he even asks, like right. if he asks this, we know the answer. Who's injured? Or right. you know, hey, how's uh, someone so's injury coming along, or whatever the case is, right? You know, he's right. not gonna get the answer, but he puts it out there. People are gonna write about it. People eat it based up based upon the fact that we pretty much know what's gonna happen. It's gonna be coach speak, and based upon the responses that come back from the coaches, right? I right. mean, that's really what it comes down to is that. Like you said, he asked the questions no one wants to ask. And then the responses from the coaches sometimes are priceless. And, I mean, like I said, you don't want to make fun of the guy because, I mean, he's he's doing his job. He's doing something that a lot of people are afraid to do, right? Yeah. He's stepping out there and he's asking the question that everyone wants to ask, the elephant in the room, right? And, I mean, it, it does make for conversation and it, and it does make for – great coaching comebacks but um you know sometimes like like i said kudos to him because he knows he's not going to get a legit answer anyway (laughs) so i mean he's asking he's asking typical reporter questions he's just local media so it's a little bit different well maybe not typical nowadays but well some people some people don't even want like the spark to happen right like some people like feel it in the air like oh Feels like it could be rain, right? But no one wants it to rain. Like it's just like Pretty they feel it. Joe. They know what the deal is, but no one wants to light that spark except for him. Yeah, and kudos to him for that. So, all right. With all of that said, maybe or maybe not, he asked John Wildhack if <laughs> <laughs> again ADD kicking in. So whatever. Sorry. So. Maybe he asked John Wildheck, or maybe he didn't, but someone did ask John Wildheck if Coach Babers is on the hot seat. Of course, John John Wildheck says no, right? Now, mm-hmm. now, look, if we go one and ten this year again, or whatever, two and nine, whatever. Is Dino Babers keeping his job? In your opinion, Joe? I mean, there's a reason for answering the question the way John Wildhag answered. I mean, there's a number of reasons, right? <sighs> but do you believe it? Question. Do you believe it, it's... though? Because Tyler sent me that tweet, or whoever the tweet was from, and he was like, look, look man, buy, sell, or hold this. I'm like, sell? I mean, what the hell? I don't, I don't, I'm not buying that. No way. I think, of course, he's on the hot seat. And if he's not, then you're, then you're on the hot seat. In my opinion, like what kind of athletic director doesn't have his head coach of a football team on the hot seat after the tenure that, unfortunately, Dino Babers has had? Yeah, I mean, look, I think this is – and I've talked about this before. Um, 
I think Dino came in and with the the coaches he had. Yeah. I yeah. think yeah. like you saw what it brought all the way up to Dungey in that bowl season. And then when they lost Lynch and a couple other coaches because of their success, I think that, that he really had a difficulty filling those positions. And I think that we have not had enough coaches on the staff for what we really need to kind of go to the next level. And I think this year, like we've spoke, um, I think that they, they opened up the pocketbooks. They went all in. And I think not only did they get like assistance on the offensive side, that's going to really be able to turn this team around. But um, I think that they really got like the next kind of offensive coordinator that Jason Beck to me is just a great quarterback coach and offensive coordinator coming up. And I don't know how long Anai, I know, like I said, he was possibly looking at, looking into head coach or retire. He's looking for a next step type of thing, but um, this is almost like a new start, so to speak. I think the, getting the, the special teams coordinator, is it a I new start I'm, or is it like the I Hail Mary I, I, at the end of the I game? Think it's, I think it's the Hail Mary, but I think that you need to be able to wait. It, like sometimes one year isn't enough is really where I'm getting to is that, you know, you make all these changes, you add all these people. And now you have some of these, I mean, the quarterback, Carlos came in. We still have, um, you know, Lenora Sellers who's coming in in 2023, who's, uh, to me, uh, right now, underrated. And I think that he's gonna, his stock's going to go up. Um, and, uh, I mean, we have good players that are coming into this system. And I just think the last thing that you want to do just after one season is to create turmoil through the coaching ranks, not really know what's going on, especially after you just made kind of this commitment to all these other coaches and players. So, to me, it's it's tough one way or another, but um, again, it always comes down to there's a buyout involved, and um, you just always kind of want to have more than one year when you make that big a change, when you bring in the offensive coordinators. Defense coordinator has only been there for one year, so you made one big move last year, then you got rid of a couple other people, made a bigger move this year, brought in new coaches, and I think you need more than one year to be able to kind of, and that's just me. I mean, and, and and this is also me speaking as, like you said, like, what if they win only one or two games or three games? or And this is coming from somebody who I think is going to – I mean, I don't think we're going to be that. Now, we do have a, a tough schedule, but to me, like, five and seven is the worst we're going to go. And that's just my opinion. So I don't really think that – you know, we can see an improvement, but still not – and that's the tough thing when you do these – we talked about scheduling as well. You can see an improvement in a team, but still not see an improvement in the win-loss column because of things that are out of your control, whether it be your strength of schedule or whether it be injuries and things like that. So, I mean, that's really where I'm going to stand with that, and I really don't think anyone needs to be on the hot seat when it comes to football because I'm so sick and tired of just the, the revolving carousel. door. Yeah, yeah. Co- yeah. I mean, I, I, would, really I would agree. I would agree, but to say coach isn't on the hot seat, is an understatement. But what happens? What do you do then? Do you get rid of now? Do you get a new head coach? Do you get rid of all your coordinators well, me, and defensive well, players? Well, no, no, then, hold on a second. I mean, what do you do? Okay. Great question. Let me tell you, I don't think we're going to need to worry about it. Well, at least I, I pray that we're not going to need to worry about I it. I don't think right? so either. Right. But if we have another one-win season, 
Um, then it could be wild it, hacks it, down, it, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you keep him, you might you might lose your job. Like I was saying earlier, that puts him on the hot seat or whatever. Or maybe you just go ahead and you make the change, and maybe you maybe you maybe you promote one of the coaches. Maybe a coach shines through this season, regardless of who it is, and they move up. They fill those shoes. They've already been on the team. They've already been involved with the recruiting. They've, you know, who knows? I, I don't know. But that, if you had to do it, that would be, in, in my opinion, that'd be the best way to do it. Now, I'm thinking we don't even need to worry about it. So, but to, well, yes, the question, right? So, well, I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, oh, I know. And I'm, I'm right there with you. But I answered the best way that I could. I mean, I just, I don't think we're going to be there, and I think that. A five and seven against and in, in being competitive against this schedule, I think is not going to get anybody fired. But who knows? We'll you see. Never know but you know, with the assistance and things, that has not been a consistent. No, well, and we talked about it too, since right? since Baber started, and and, and that's a Baber's decision. Was, a lot of that, but it was also a PC answer, right? Like we also talked about, like even if Babers was on the hot seat. Wild Hack wouldn't say it. He wouldn't create oh, exactly. that turmoil exactly. within the exactly right. It, it, you're in the middle of, spring, and, you know, of the summer, and yeah. you're going to put all that pressure on everybody. Like, no, nah, you're not going to talk. No. Right? He's going to play coy, and that's just the that's just right. the nature of that. That's the answer you're going to get with the nature of that question, especially right. this time of year. But it's fun to talk about again. Whoever asked the question mm-hmm. created conversation. Yep, and. uh not necessarily controversy, but speculation, and everybody has their own opinion on it, and that's what's good about questions that don't have answers, because yep. there ain't shit else going on anyway. So, <laughs> four recruits in eight days, Joe, you know, yeah, my favorite, gosh, I just have missed talking about recruits, I'm sure. and I just am so happy to get back at it, you know, and it's just so much fun. So, <laughs> where do I start? Okay, uh, let's start with with um, Zion Moultrie Goddard of Iona Prep, right? Iona Prep uh, offers from West Virginia, Tennessee, UConn, Arizona State, and Army. That's pretty good, right? He's, Rutgers uh, as well. Yeah. Rutgers too. Okay, mm-hmm. those are all real good offers. I think there's not a crappy one on there. And well, UConn. Um three three star prospect and that is according to 247 Sports. Um I mean, what do you see, Joe? Look, this is where you talk and I stop. Yeah. Well, I mean, 6 foot 240. We've seen Zaire Franklin was 6 foot, maybe 6-1 barely. Um so you can be successful not being a 6'2", 6'3", linebacker. 240, if that is real, is a really good weight for um, a high school player. Um, but, you know, like I talked about before, I mean, I'm from New York, played New York high school football. Um, and, I mean, being in North Carolina, seeing some of the differences around the country in different places that I've lived, like, um, I'm a little spectacle or skeptical, sorry, sometimes when... Um, He's spectacle. I'm spectacle. I'm a I'm a little skeptical about um, New York recruits. You know, we've seen in the past, you know, people kind of bang on Syracuse about you know, oh, not 
you know, recruiting in state, but we've always talked about how there's barely ever 15, 20 players that are D one material out of the state of New York. Um, and we've not really had a great history of New York players that come in and they quickly find out that, you know, maybe it's not for them or some injuries and stuff like that. We've had some, some bad luck with that. So, uh, but with that said, we can't, that doesn't mean we can't recruit New York. And this is, um, one of the better players from New York as you laid out his, um, scholarship offers. And, and again, another thing that gets me excited is when I see army, because you know, um, you see army, that's kind of a quality kid. Army's not getting, it's the uh, integrity factor. They're not taking every, anybody. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I like, I like the pick, I like the pickup getting the guy from, um, you know, offers around us like Rutgers and UConn and army. Um, but also bigger names like Arizona state and Tennessee. Uh, I don't see him coming in and being a star day one, but, um, you know, obviously because of the depth of our linebacker core and everything. But, um, I mean, it's a standard three star top 10 recruit from New York. And, uh, you know, something to build depth, had, something to build. Well, off of. had, the, the thing is, is you don't want to let the good ones go in New York. So if you got to get a top 10 or a couple top 10 guys and you got, and you hope that they end up living up to the build and that's fine. If they don't and they end up transferring, then, you know, you took your shots. Um, you got to be able to do that because sadly, because of the competition factor in New York, it's really, really hard to really know how that is going to blend or going to go into the next level against some other players from other areas of the country that are um, prepared better to go into college football. So, I staying in New York, okay, Jaleel Smith, and he's out of Lincoln High School in Brooklyn. 6'3", 235, linebacker. Uh, Three-star. That's the end, right? Um, yes. Edge, yeah. Um, he is a um, three-star, a grade of 83 from 247. Offers from Temple and Bowling Green, according to 247. And, you know, he's going to join a plethora of New York uh, recruits like you're talking about. Um, Lenore Sellers also, right? Or no, he's South yep. Carolina, but he, he's South Carolina. So it's yeah, he's South Carolina. Yeah. Okay, so um, Rashard Perry, David Clement, David Clement, and in, in Zion Maltree, who we just talked about. Yes. So out of New York. Yep. Yes, and I believe that's four top ten recruits out of the state of New York. So uh, this is one of the better seasons and years we've had recruiting, at least the top ten. Because like I said, once you get around fifteen in New York. That's when you're looking at the D1 AA's and teams like that. Uh, so, you know, to get four of them um, is good. Uh, and again, I'm not going to kind of regurgitate the same thing. Um, but all of these guys, I kind of got the same feeling about, you know, um, with New York prospects, it's kind of, you know, you got to prove it to me. Got to prove it to me. And that's just what it is. Um, and that's just based off history and facts of the what's happened with a lot of New York um, recruits. Pros, recruits, Prospects. yeah. So, but six three two fifty again. If that's real, then that's a that's a that's a good size coming in. So again, I'm very very optimistic, and I hope that these players end up panning out. But just like um, 
Mucci Goddard, I think that this is another guy that I mean, neither of these two are going to be coming in day one, you know, helping out or starting or anything like that. You know, these guys are going to be guys that might see special teams or redshirt and eventually after one or two years um, see the field. So, And this one's intri- – I'm going in order of commitment over the past eight days, by the way. So, But this one I feel like I, – I, this intrigues me the most. Joe told me about this one first. And then I had to uh, go on Twitter. Oh, gosh. And so I did. Um, Mawa, Mawafak. Mawafak? Mawafak. Parkman. I'm going with Mawafak. Okay? There's a plethora of options there, but I'm going with Mawafak. Yes. Mawafak, Parkman. Uh, Running back out of New Jersey. So, I mean, it's close, right? If you want to, you know, talk about the New York bubble there, right? Uh, he's unrated currently by 247, but he did. Um, he was at a camp in Monmouth and he clocked in a 435. So, which Joe tells me is this, is fast. So that's a really fast. He's la- he's labeled as it's just an athlete, right? Six foot 175 according to 247, and um, you know, running back is what he I guess he was recruited for. He he did get offers from some other schools, including Old Dominion. Uh, here in the Commonwealth, Kent State and Temple. So got some offers, um, probably based on his speed. And you want to pick up, you know, you got a guy running a four three five in forty yard dash, and you you're gonna, I mean, that's gonna raise eyebrows, right? You're gonna you, you do what you can to pick him up, but you don't care how many stars he's got. See what he see what he's got. Maybe he can be a slot guy, or I mean, whatever, whatever you, you kick returns, whatever. I mean, use him for whatever, right? So. Um, it, it it gives you some options, right, Joe? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, he's going to eventually end up being rated. It's just a situation where he's just unrated because the the um, websites haven't rated him yet. So he'll probably end up being a three star. Um, but it's I watched his um, highlight tape, and it's a situation where, to me, I mean, his straight line speed is solid. Like, when he gets the ball, you can see, like, he hits a hole. Or once he gets, like, straight going, like, straight line, and he starts his long strides and goes, like, it's hard to take him down. Um, But what I question is some of the other stuff. Um, You know, because as a running back, obviously, you need to be able to go out and catch passes. You need to be able to pass protect. You need to be able to have a little bit better, you know, decent lateral movement and stuff like that. Um, So... I think that this guy has got he's super talented, super talented. And it might be a situation where we might be able to fit him in a special needs situation um, to be able to, you know, special plays and certain little things for uh, returning kicks, special teams, stuff like that. But um, from what I saw, I mean, if you if you watch his tape, it's impressive and he doesn't get a lot of carries. But a lot of it is he just he finds a a spot or he finds a hole and he hits it. And then he's just full bore, like just tackle me. And he's just, I'm, I'm running, running like Forrest Gump as fast as I can. And you just got to tackle me. So, um, it's going to be interesting to see how he can translate to, to college and how he can kind of get that under control because I don't think necessarily what he does where he plays is going to work in, in, in ACC right now. Um, but I think there's definitely, definitely huge potential, huge, huge potential 
for him in the future. It's, it's the uh, it's the unknown that I'm intrigued about. It's yes. kind of exciting to know, it's not to know, but it's exciting to kind of wonder where he'll end up if we get to see him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't know. All I know is that from what I saw, if he gets in a situation where he can has open field and he can run straight line, good luck. Right. 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 So. Uh, okay. The last of which, or is this the first of which? I don't know how I did this anymore. It's fine. It doesn't matter. We're down the it's last. It's the one. last. It is the you last. You were going in okay. order. Okay, yeah. I thought I was, and then I got to thinking, man, I can't remember. But okay, yeah. Um, by the way, these are all verbal commits. I always tell you guys that. Okay, it doesn't. You know, this could all change, and we could be just yes. bloviating and wasting our time of all of this. So yeah, um, we sure could. Which is possible, and if anyone's it's happened, it's happened. It has. It has. Uh, wide receiver. Uh, Bryce Cahoon, 6'2", 185. And according to Rivals, he had offers from Air Force, uh, Massachusetts, Northern Iowa, Pennsylvania, Southeast Missouri, Kansas, Kansas State. And according to Noons, he also had one an offer from... Air Force. Air, uh, no, I said Air Force, from Army. Oh, yep, Army. Yep. Yeah. So he's only played one uh, season... At wide receiver, and as Noons mentions here, and I, I don't know who it was, but they said something about you know bringing up the point that you know he could be getting a player before he gets noticed by some other schools because of, because of his time in the position, right? Uh -huh. So um, he recently won the state title, a hundred meter, uh, um, and with forty receptions, eight hundred and four yards, and seven touchdowns um, in in um, high school. So no, it's his first year. Yeah, this is only the only year he's played uh, wide receiver so far. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. It's really good, right? I mean, he yeah. look at the. I mean, six two one eighty five, dude. I mean, that's a that's a great. I mean, he could use some more. A little, yeah, he could put on a little bit, but it's I'm a just little saying, bit more I mean, weight. But yeah, saying right here too that he's the reigning Kansas five A state champion in the hundred meter dash. Right, that's why I said won the state title in the hundred meters. So. Yeah, that's pretty pretty impressive right and yeah. i'm telling you out of all the players that we talked about this is the one and i know you didn't purposely uh save the best for last because it's just the order but um go look at this guy especially now that i know i did not know until you said that it was his actually first year playing receiver if you go look this guy's gonna have the most impressive highlight uh, i mean uh, parkman's got a good one too um but right now like cohoon to me is probably the one recruit that excites me probably more than anything because of his speed and because of his size and because of just again like i mean from what i saw from the from his from his um highlight tape like it is pretty impressive to know that it was only one year and then you get the offers from air force and army which again tell you about his character so overall um to me this is my favorite one so far yeah, I mean it's a good one. I I do like the Parkman um, grab just because of the unknowns and you know getting an underrated guy or a, you know as of now. But uh, you know I don't. This could obviously go up, but um, Cahoon is is a two star according to Rivals. I'm not sure. I guess we could check two four seven, but according to Rivals, he's only a two star right now. Let's just real quick go check mm. two four seven. 
Um, and you know, these are all, you know, they don't even they don't even have them rated. Oh yeah, two four seven. So, no, I mean no. That and the thing is, is because this is his first year and he hasn't been going to camps and all that stuff. But I bet you, now that he gets this scholarship offer and he commits and he's like a track star like this and everything like that, like. I think it's a situation where it's going to be no time, especially since he's got a senior year too, and they still re, you know, star everybody. So, um, yeah, I think that it's oh, a situation right, yeah. where he'll end up being a three star for sure. And I wouldn't be surprised if this is a guy that that bigger schools don't try to um, try to no. poach from us. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, and that's why we always add the disclaimer. Yeah, verbal verbal commit. Which hey. Yeah. You know, he's sold on some things, and obviously I think that the Syracuse football recruiting and the basketball recruiting, and I guess you probably hear this everywhere, but I only obviously read about our recruits. But right. the way they make the players feel like family and just natural and just the atmosphere and everything like that, because obviously that's the most important thing. You're going to snag these these kids away from 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 familiar places and being home and things like that and into, you know, the college atmosphere. And obviously the dome doesn't hurt, you know, the dome doesn't hurt. And on the football end of things, especially I think is, is cool. So, um, you know, hopefully we can keep them. We would love to see this kid develop and be, you know, with everything we've got developing coming through, when he gets here in 2023 and you know the quarterback situation and everything else that dynamics going to start to shift so it'd be interesting you know to see what comes out of after this year what what we're looking like heading into next year and then the start of next year so and like i said we're going to blacksburg in 2023 for crying out loud joe's going too this time no excuse don't give me that look no excuses (laughs) <laughs> no excuses uh we got you got a year to plan a year plus all right but you do got some good games coming to you coming up too so possibly well you have nc state uh in 2024 <laughs> but you got north carolina and georgia T- or georgia tech uh you got north carolina uh in 2023 coming to you so Yay. Yay. All right. Anything else, Joe, that you would like to add before we sign off? Again, no, I again, think we're good. Won't be here we next hit, week. We hit up everything we needed to hit up, bud, I think. Okay. You know? We won't be here next week, but we will be here before Beheim's Army tips off. And I've got DMs and texts about getting to Syracuse for the regional, and I would love Love, 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 love to get to Syracuse for the regional. I doubt I'm going to be able to. Yeah, if if I could, I would. I have time scheduled set aside for Syracuse in August already. It's tough getting PTO. Also, uh, my my PTO is put in like January or February, and there was obviously no dates. And I'm going to be going on. And I'm going to be on vacation before, right before the Syracuse Regional, which just unfortunate timing. So I don't think I'll get there, but it is a weekend. And if I want to, if I want to be a road warrior, I could probably do it. But, um, you know, I'm getting older and <laughs> these eyes don't stay open the way they used to. And, you know, eight hours straight. Whew. 
with the fam. I can I could do I could do it. Mm. I, I could do I could do eight hours. Shoot, man. I do I, I do probably four or five hours most days just at work. So which I'm not a truck driver. I just drive a lot. So you know. Okay. But you know, I've d- I've yet. done the I've done the drive to Syracuse on a Saturday morning, hang out, you know, early Saturday morning, get there at like noon, hang out all day, party at night. Wake up Sunday morning, have breakfast, and drive back to Virginia Beach. I mean, I've done that. Mm. Yeah, but, me too. But I just don't think it's in the cards. Nah. <laughs> Not for me. So, That's anyway, sure. I've done it twice. Uh, but, anyways, we'll see what happens. And I would love nothing more to check out a Beheim's Army game, guys. Like, f- for real. I got That is so it's lit, as the kids say. They still say lit. I don't know. I have no idea. Well... That's all I'm going to say. It looks lit. All right. But that's all I got. Okay? Damn, man. Joe's you're waiting to it's sign off. Aren't just you? It, <laughs> Joe's waiting to sign off. Joe has been cooking hot dogs ever since the podcast started. So he's got <laughs> he's to go turn them. He's got to go turn them. Here we are about an hour later. Joe's got to go turn his hot dogs, and he should be having dinner at 9 o'clock sharp. So we, we best let him go. And uh, look, I appreciate all of you for coming and hanging out with us um joe no hot no hot dog gets ketchup i'm just throwing that out there i don't okay i just hopefully we'd stop nope. that madness no. all right no coleslaw right. mustard till next time coleslaw for joe and sean we're out peace